talking. Hey, everybody. It's Amazing Fantasy Football with Josh mumbling in the background. <laughs> as usual, I'm your uh, a beautiful co-host, Chris, and joining us, as always, tonight is... I am the chocolate to your sea salt, that guy. Josh. Yeah, I could do without that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I really don't like it. I mean, it's... I, I've, I get I, it. I accidentally... Chocolate I I, I, actually, I went Candy. to get some nuts out of the vending machine at work today, and I got sea salt covered like chocolate covered caramels with sea salt on top. It wasn't very good. Hmm. I mean, I like some salt and some chocolate and stuff. I just yeah, I feel like they like, go way too far. A little peanut way butter in far. there too. No, it was just caramel and chocolate. I'm just saying you could. You could have a little peanut butter, too. Compliments it nicely. But yeah, uh, chocolate's fine. Just not the top of my list. I'd rather do like cinnamon or vanilla or cheesecake or... Yeah. But Love vanilla. Cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, it's like flavor of sweets. Other ingredients to sweets besides sugar. Cheesecake? Yeah. They have cheesecake candy? No. But they have cheese. They have chocolate cake, just like they have cheesecake. Yeah, they probably have. They have caramel candies, vanilla candies, cream-filled candies, stuff with milk chocolate. Yeah, sure. And there probably is a cheesecake candy also. You're just missing out, buddy. Ah, that sounds disgusting. So here we are, week 17 championship week, with your favorite fantasy hosts. Here to give you amazing fantasy advice. Ooh, um, cheesecake Kit Kat in Japan. There you go. Japan knows what they're doing. They also and, have strawberry uh, Kit Kats in Japan too. Off the top of my head, I don't know. The only... How many teams are we worried about resting guys? Uh, outside of legit injury. Like, just tonight? If I'm not mistaken? With uh, uh, Dallas and Tennessee playing? I don't think they're legit resting players. I think Derek Henry is actually hurt. They said that he was going to play next week, so I think that means that he was. Actually oh, I think hurt going I, into I, this game. I think, especially given, given their record. So if, is and so is Tony Pollard. So yeah, I think they both would be playing if they were playing for something. I absolutely believe that. Mm, especially but they, Henry. But they said he was going to play next week. I will see. If we, I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen next week. But oh, he'll they be in said next They were going to play him next week. What? They, they they got to win to get in. So let's move on with the news, Chris. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to sit here and ponder this for a minute. By you you sit there and ponder. You become the thinking. It's been man. annoying me since I ran errands about an hour ago. You know what annoys me? <clears throat> I, I'm not really sure. Me? But anyways. No, no. I mean, at times, but not right now. Um, Give me a minute. I, <laughs> right? <laughs> All uh, right. Let's start at the top with um, the news that broke today that Derek Carr will actually, maybe it was yesterday. I don't really I mean yesterday. Um, Derek Carr is going to be sitting the final two games of the Raider, for the Raiders, and Jarrett Stidham will be filling in for him the last two games. They want to have a look at the younger quarterback. And and what I thought was weird about it's all like this five year is, vet. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think he's that far in. I'll let it but anyways, um, so what I thought was interesting is that a Derek Carr isn't even going to be playing. He's actually quote stepping away from the team, 
oh. in these last two weeks. Wow. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. And I thought you were just if, straight up getting benched. And and the Raiders, the Jared or Jared Carr. I don't know. The who that Jared is. Derek Cars. Carr. <laughs> so Derek cute. Carr, on the other hand, um, the Titans can or the Titans. Damn it, the Raiders can cut him for like five and a half million dollars dead cap this year. But if they keep him, if they keep him past the super, or they can cut him for five and a half million dollar dead cap before the Super Bowl. But afterwards, his contract for the next like next like two years could become fully guaranteed. It's very bizarre. That is weird language uh, written into the said contract. Uh, yeah, I'd cut ties right now. I don't. Uh -huh. I don't have a first hand knowledge of what they've done the past couple of weeks. I know they've been back and forth with wins and losses. I think they've pooped the bed. Yeah, and I know the past two weeks, offensively at least, uh, they've really pooped bad. Uh, Devontae Adams has been awful in fantasy. I absolutely know that. You know that very well. Um, mm -hmm. He is just... one of the many reasons why my team has turned my dynasty team turned to poop this past month. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's that's fair. Oh man, uh, fumbled snap, whatever. So that's where anyways. I'm at with Derek Carr. Just I, I thought. I thought I had a bit of a, I don't say dark horse, but I thought I had a bit of a underrated guy in Derek Carr that I was looking at, but uh, I was dead wrong. Apparently he's rated accurately. Rated like poop. Uh, why, why am I going I, with the non-cursing stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like, I don't know what Derek Carr is. Like, I feel like he's really great at times. Other times he's not. Like, I feel like Derek Carr is, is Derek Carr kind of Jared Goff? Like... And I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean about it or anything. And it's actually, if anything, it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, uh, I don't know, per, uh, uh, um, bringing Jared Goff up by comparing to Derek Carr. But you know, like in the sense that like Derek Carr's just kind of average to above average. You know. Um, I feel like Goff at least a couple times in his career has been significantly above average, though. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you said yeah, above average. Yeah, so is straight up good. Derek I guess. Carr. You know, just I don't. Know. Yes, I don't yes. think. I don't think. I don't think the the. I don't also don't think the Raiders have done their due diligence to put Derek Carr in the mm -hmm. most winning scenario. Until Lamar Jackson, he it said he was a non-participant in practice today, but I saw a report that he was throwing today. So that's with a knee, his knee injury. So we'll have to keep an eye out for him. Remember, no Sunday show this week because it's New Year's Day and. I don't know what Chris's plans are for New Year's Eve, but I plan to wake up all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to not do the show. Um, no, no joke. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers, he's blah, 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 limited practice, jerk, jerk, you know, he's going to play. Two, on the other hand, um, on Monday, reported that he had concussion-like symptoms, and he will not be playing this week. And this makes his second or third, di second or third diagnosed concussion. I don't really know what we are on the on the season. Let's um he's definitely this is definitely for sure his second if not his third. And let's just call it 3. That's a lot of concussions in one season. Um mm. Chris, how do you I mean like I feel like um I feel like if the Dolphins would be a really good idea to have a very good quarterback behind Tua next year, because if, who if not knows? start drafting his replacement, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I would say put a very good veteran behind him if you can. Um, 
and that way you in, in case Kontua Kontua Tua is knocked out with another concussion next year for probably extended time. You know, who knows? He might not go the entire the rest of his career without a concussion too. You know, it's hard to say. But yeah, I would bet man, the under on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like exactly. my my entire mortgage loan left. Like, come on. I man. thought like, you were gonna say. I was just thought you were gonna his say. Head your mom. Be, like, so, my mom on that. <laughs> his head has to be so squishy in more ways than one right now. Like, just. I don't think it, that's it, it's that's easy that. for us to make him an example because he plays the most visible position probably in all of sports. You know, like the most important position, if you will. Like, there's been tons of linemen and linebackers, I'm sure, that I don't hear about that have had a alarming number of concussions. But, man, I don't know. I don't think this guy's career is going to go too well. Anyways, okay, let's keep moving. I, uh, you know what, what, I, what I said about Lamar Jackson? I meant about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was practice limited today, and he was throwing. Sorry, I got the two mixed up. I hmm. mean, <sighs> anyways, Ryan Tannehill, he has been placed on IR, and he's pretty much done for this season. That doesn't bode well for a Tennessee team that is more or less a shoo-in for the playoffs one way or the other. Um, like they are every year in that awful division. So much yeah, funner okay, to whatever. pick on your division than it is the Anyways, NFL, like everybody um, James Conner, he was had an illness. He wasn't at practice today. He, he'll probably play. Tony Pollard, of course, is not playing right now. But that I say that because keep an eye on it for next week. If for some reason you're playing in week 18 or you're a Steve Cowboys right. fan. Aaron Jones, uh, he has a knee and ankle injury. He practiced limited today. Austin Eckler, also limited knee. Probably just managing, you know. Uh, outside of you know game work there's an actual term for that but i can't think of it off the top of my head ronda stevenson of course still has his ankle injury he was limited today i'm guessing he's gonna play right his teammate D damian pierce was absent today with a thigh injury uh, but it says it was mainly due to a personal matter um, damian harris we'll say that yeah damian harris we'll say that he had bonitis galvin <laughs> Alvin Kamara, um, in quad and personal reason, wasn't spot, spotted at Thursday's practice. That was due to, to gigantism. Um, Miles Sanders, um, he had a knee, limited, of course. Christian McCaffrey, yada, yada, he'll play. Elijah Mitchell, his Christian McCaffrey's teammate, said that he has uh, made real good practice and uh, the running back's 21-day window to return from injury reserve may open as early as Friday, which is... As of us recording it, is manana. Uh, Kenny Walker, the third, the running back for the Seahawks, was held out of Wednesday's practice. Um, Derrick Henry, he is not playing this game, but as we discussed earlier, he had sat, like there was a message earlier today that said he was going to play next week. I'm not sure why he's not playing today. And anyways, making sure he's fresh to the playoffs. I'm sure Antonio Gibson, he foot didn't play on Thursday. Mm, that's going to bear some some keeping an eye on. Stefan Diggs, illness, didn't practice today. Chase Claypool, no one cares. Amari Cooper, um, it looks like it was just veteran rest day for him today. Um, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton were both limited today in Thursday's practice. Uh, Judy with an ankle injury. Uh, Sutton with his continuing hamstring thing. Probably more of a, you know, veteran day off sort of thing for the two veteran wide receivers. Christian Watson, on the other hand, was a non-participant with his hip injury that he sustained last week uh, for Green Bay. 
I will talk about that more in a little bit, but I, I will, I'd like to see uh, Christian Watson get in a practice tomorrow for, for me to have some good com- confidence that he's going to play this week. B. Cole Hartman, um, he is still in the IR and it was not spread, sp- spotted at practice today. Uh, ben Skoranek, he is listed as out, but he has also been put onto the IR for the Rams. So the injuries just keep piling up for the woeful Rams. I don't know who River Craft is, so we'll skip him, and we'll skip him and him and Chris Olave. Um, he was limited in practice today. He remember he didn't play last week or maybe the week before too. I know definitely last week. Um, I don't think I, I would. I'd be weird if Chris Olave and played this week or next week. It sounds. I think the Saints are limited from the playoffs. They might have a chance at so. it, but eh. uh, I mean, given that I, the Bucks are so bad, yeah, that's possible. I think that well, that whole division. You say that, you that's say what the, I meant. That's what I meant. You say the AFC South is bad. The NFC South is terrible. Terrible. They're both terrible. Let's be clear. Yeah, and well, except for the, Jags. the NFC South. The NFC South like record. The record of all their teams has a losing record, so they're the worst. Anyways. Um, not to defend the other three teams in my division because my stupid Colts are terrible. Uh, the AJ Brown, the AJ Brown, the AJ Brown. Um, he has, sounds like he has veterans rest today. Debo Samuel limited in, uh, limited in practice today. He's been out the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, if you're counting on him, it's a okay matchup, I believe, for the 49ers this week. So, um, hopefully Debo plays for all of y'all. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he was did not practice on Wednesday. No update for today. Um, Marquise Goodwin, he didn't take part in the Seahawks practice either with a shoulder and wrist injury. On to the tight ends, I swear. I hope I'm almost done here. Uh, Dawson Knox was limited today with a hip injury. Greg Dulcich had a hamstring injury and didn't practice today. Neither did Kylan Granson, uh, which is maybe good for one of my tight ends I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, Irvin, Ir- Irv Smith has been designated to return from injury reserve with his ankle injury for the Minnesota Vikings. John New Smith is, has a concussion. He's still sidelined with it. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Henry is limited in practice yesterday. No update on his um, status for today's practice. He also missed last week too. So, yeah, and if I remember correctly, if he has a pretty good matchup again this week. So, if you're looking for a tight end to stream, keep an eye on Hunter Henry's health. Nice, Chris. Was that gigantic your... injury designation for Kamara official? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't remember last week and what I talked about, then yeah. Same with Bonitis. Anyways, why don't you take a long time with your first guy? What do I have this week? Running backs in my fave five. Saquon Barkley versus the Colts. Unfortunately, this is probably my shortest one, Josh. But hey, Saquon Barkley versus the Colts. The Colts are fifth worst in fantasy points per game, given up to running backs, and have allowed seven touchdowns to running backs in their last three games, a.k.a. an ass ton. This is like an exact opposite of last year. The Colts have given up a 79-yard, two-touchdown game to Eckler, 190 yards and one touchdown to Dalvin Cook, and 197 yards and three touchdowns to the Dallas duo of Pollard and Zeke. I believe that was the last three weeks. I did not illustrate that. My apologies. Barkley has played very well. Did I? Yeah. 
Barkley has played very well lately, putting up at least 80 rushing yards, five catches, and a touchdown in the last two games. After a bit of a slump, uh, his average yards per carry had gone way down, but bounced back those last these last two weeks to 5.4. Additionally, he has averaged nine targets last two weeks. Two weeks. I see Barkley as a top five running back this week. In fact, he's one of the ones I feel best about in terms of matchups and some guys being a little less reliable at the top of the rankings. Where was that two weeks ago, Saquon, when you screwed my, the pooch for my dynasty team mm. or my work league team? Anyways. Yeah, well. My first guy this week is Tyreek Hill. Um, this might seem like the old low-hanging fruit. But and I also wrote this on Tuesday before the news came out yesterday that Tua wasn't going to play. So bear with me here a little bit. Um, the Finns are going up against the Pats this week. They're a pretty average matchup versus the the wide receiver. Uh, New England is giving up the 15th most points per game to the receiver. So, like I said, average. Um, in the first meeting between these two teams, way back in Week One. Uh, Tyreek Hill caught 8 of 12 targets for 94 yards or 13 fantasy points and half PPR, of course. Uh, that was good enough to make him wide receiver 23 in week one. Um, I'm projecting him for about those same 13 fantasy points uh, this week or close to it. And that we'll call that his floor. That was with two under center, though, in week one. Uh, but I'm, I, I, you know, Teddy has made two starts for the Dolphins this year in weeks four and six. And in those games, Tyreek Hill scored 20.9 and 23.7 half PPR points again, respectively. Uh, week four was against the Bengals, who at that time hadn't quite figured out their identity with their cornerbacks and everything. But um, they're playing better now. And it was also against the, hold on a second, I lost my place, the Woeful Vikings secondary. Um, New England secondary um, might be better than both of those team secondaries then. Uh, but the Pats are dealing with some defensive back injuries with Jack Jones and Jalen Mills missing some time recently. Both are currently listed as questionable. You're probably not sitting the cheetah, but if you're contemplating it, don't. Start him and win. He should help you win a, a, a fantasy championship this week. I like it. I like it. The cheetah. Yeah, you've never heard that nickname for him? I have. I was going to say the cheetah and the penguin. Uh, to, uh, Hill and Waddle. I hadn't heard the penguin. I guess because you hadn't heard Waddle. the penguin. He does that little penguin bait dance when he scores a touchdown. Oh, nope, I didn't know. My second guy, Zonovan Bam Knight versus the Seahawks. Bam has struggled two weeks in a row. Nineteen carries for twenty-one yards. Coincidentally, yeah. those coincided with two Zach Wilson starts, but that, also is, two bad game is scripts. That question. Is that 19 carries for the both the past two weeks? Like, past two weeks combined? Combined, 19 carries for 21 yards the last two weeks. Ooh. Yeah, really bad. Zach, Zach Wilson, so, you know, yeah, we'll call exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Coincide with okay. two Zach Wilson starts, plus two okay. pretty bad game scripts. Well, Mike White is back, mm -hmm. and I think that, along with the matchup, will propel Bam to a bounce-back game, or a Bam-back game, if you will. Bam was averaging 99 total yards and .33 touchdowns in the three Mike White starts prior. And 18... Oh, and 18 total yards in the last two Wilson starts. So, night and day, basically. <laughs> Get See what I did there? Are you talking about the Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz movie? No, I'm talking about his last name, oh. his night. 
night, day. The comparison of the two stats. Two is the magic number for how bad Seattle is versus running backs. The Seahawks are second worst in fantasy points per game given up to the RB position and have given up the second most rushing yards on the season. Additionally, they give up an average of 167 total yards and 1.2 touchdowns to the running back position. Both are bad enough for, guess, second most. That's right. As I said, with Mike, uh, with Mike returning, uh, uh, with Mike White returning, and the juiciest of matchups this week, I see Bam as a high-end RB two this week. Oh, it's later on that I've got that little spiel. And to and to make your point even better, the Seahawks are giving up the third most receiving yards to running backs per game as well. Love it. Uh, Carter still catches a little bit more, but. It's not unheard of for Knight, uh, Knight, uh, Knight, Knight has to get caught, three has, or four. Knight has, I was going to say, he has caught some balls, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. I'm trying to help your point here, buddy. No, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Um, Take the help, damn it. Yeah, so mid-range <laughs> RB2 for one. Take the help. Zonovan Bam McKnight. Uh, Knight. God, I still did that. <laughs> Jordan McKnight. What if I obsession lovely, with that? Lovely pop singer. No, it has nothing to do with, never had anything to do with him, ever. I hate R&B. <laughs> I think I said pop, but okay. Oh, it's R&B. Anyways, my next guy is actually two. Strap yourself in, because that's kind of how they all are. Um, at least this one. Uh, it is Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark versus Chicago. Um, this is going to be more about the sun god than Chark, but I'll get to Chark. I'll get Chark out of the way. Chark, I think, is, is a bit of a flex play this week, mainly because of the matchup. But uh, Chark has averaged 11.45 points per game the last week, which um, and that is also anchored by his 2.3 uh, game versus the Jets last week or the week before. I can't remember which. Um, but otherwise, his fantasy score hasn't dipped below 12 points in a month. This week is the Bears, who lost their best corner, Jalen Johnson, last week mm. or the week before once again i can't remember that which like i said uh Chark should be a nice flex play this week um jameson williams hasn't really done much this year and i'm kind of not expecting him to since the the season is getting short and he's still coming back from his acl injury that he suffered in what january um anyways let's move on to monroe st brown he's been really more of a meh guy than the sun god over the last two weeks um something i just found out about mr st brown he's a touchdown dependent wide receiver um the targets are there and sometimes the receptions are too but there's only one week this year where he hasn't caught a touchdown and scored more than 12 fantasy points um the good thing is is that one week where monroe st brown didn't score a touchdown and scored more than 12 fantasy points it was against the bears who they're playing this week if i didn't say that already um back and that was back in week 12 uh st brown caught 10 of his 11 targets for 119 yards the bears may only be giving up 0.8 touchdowns per game to wide receivers but i think uh i think the old sun gods get a good chance to rise again yeah i love it sun rise uh to to catch another touchdown and of course there's gonna be a crap tons of targets and catches for him as well so yeah you're starting you're starting him probably anyways but i just i thought that was very interesting that he wasn't quite the smash start 
this year than he really has been. He's had some really great games, don't get me wrong. But yeah, those kind of borderline 30-point games. Scored. Yeah, those borderline 30-point games have really, 25 to 30-point games have really buoyed it. And you're right, he absolutely scored in basically all those. It seems to be a direct correlation with him being a possession receiver because you look at his average uh, yards per, oh, is that target that they put on Sleeper? IPT? Oh, I always thought that was yards per catch. Regardless, yards, yards per target. Yeah, same same general principle of, you know, he's kind of a ten yards and under guy unless he breaks one loose. Does that make sense? So it's like his yardage yeah. to- totals are low, his average is low, T- targets and catches look great, uh, and he's very consistent in terms of double digits, 10, 11, 12, 15. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Those game in which he has scored, he's also gotten over 100 yards so that average the, like just yeah. shoots up a bit the boom the booms the boom games are boom and then the the mm. the bat the non-touchdown games are very meh which makes him i mean he's like wide receiver 24 on the year but i mean at the, is at he the really? first half of the season feels yeah. higher yeah you're right feels higher yeah the first half of the season he was like wide receiver 10 you know if not higher mm. you know it's just like that's he scored a lot of touchdowns in the first half and sent in the back half not as many you know so yeah. yeah, that's fair. It's it's not just not like I wanted to highlight him because it wasn't the smash start that you might think. But yet yeah, you should still start him this week and Chark as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I wouldn't if I had them both on my same fantasy team outside of Dynasty. I would not do both. I would be St. Brown and move on to something else if I had better options. But you know, that's kind of fundamentally against what I do like to do. So, anyways. I like to start all number one wide receivers and running backs every week because that's possible. That was a joke. All right, on to How my do next. You start guy. all of them on the same fantasy squad. I don't know. Okay, one and two and three. Very carefully. Okay. Yes, you draft amazingly against nobody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> against AI, I don't know. Uh, JT, yeah, J.K. Dobbins versus the Steelers is my third. Fave five of the evening. Let's be clear. The Steelers mm. have been much better versus the run lately, only giving up an average of 33 yards on the ground. JJ Watt. You mean TJ Watt? I said TJ Watt. Oh, okay. Uh, an average of 33 yards on the ground to the Panthers and Raiders the last two weeks. But they're still not a great team or great defense this season. Dobbins has averaged 101 yards the past three weeks since returning from injury. Rushing yards. That includes 120 yards and one touchdown versus this very same Steelers team only three weeks ago in his first game back from injury. Now, he rested a lot, so I felt like he was 100% good to go on that first game back. But still, it was his first game back. A little bit of rust, maybe. Had a great game. Dobbins has done all of this with a running quarterback, Tyler Huntley, stealing carries and not being terribly effective through the air. Despite getting Huntley again this week, I think the offense for the Ravens runs through Dobbins. And we uh, see good usage, and I see him as a mid-range RB2 this week. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, quick uh, update here. There is a praline cheesecake that I'm seeing right now on praline? this website. That's praline. 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 Yeah. You say praline, I say praline. I do. Um, <laughs> and I say praline. Anyways, there's a praline cheesecake right here, and it looks freaking delicious. I'm sure it's diabetes in a cake form, but man it looks so good anyways i'm sorry man <laughs> I, hey, I love cheesecake. i opened that cheesecake candy uh tab and uh, yeah i know you and your family loves cheesecake you guys are like cheese like i don't know what you go through more milk or cheesecake 
or ice oh, prolines screw you google i'm sorry i was, I was too busy i was too busy trying to prove you wrong and unfortunately Why? Right did, in the process. You can, we can say it differently no we cannot next player all right fine go back to saying tomato you freak uh <laughs> garrett wilson like has been oh, okay uh, garrett yeah, wilson is my next guy um <laughs> uh he uh he's been a garrett wilson has been a, a bit of the, the god okay start over garrett wilson has been the biggest loser for the jets this year um that, well i said Brees hall but that's injury so it doesn't i don't count that um and i and i say that just because of there's all that last time with uh Zach Wilson and and even when he was playing with Joe Flacco, actually he played okay with Joe Flacco, lots of targets. Anyways, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, he's one of my guys this week. Um, he's actually been a very good wide receiver. The Seahawks, um, that is, been very good against the wide receiver. They're allowing the third fewest points per game. I'm still not sitting Garrett Wilson this week. I think with Mike White coming back to helm the Jets, I think that there's a good chance that Garrett Wilson could be a nice wide receiver too for you this week. Um, in the three starts that Mike has, that Mike White has made for the Gang Green, Garrett Wilson has averaged 18.3 points per game. That is including Damn. a 10.8 point ga- point per game, uh, or 10.8 point game against Buffalo, who is undoubtedly the toughest opponent that opponent that Garrett and White have faced together. So in a in a matchup that it might be equal to the Buffalo one, I can see where Garrett Wilson could. Yeah, I mean 10.8 isn't a lot of points, but I don't know how you sit Garrett Wilson. Like, I just, like, I think it's a guy that, um, you know, like a lot of people I think picked up off the waiver wire after, especially after the first couple of weeks, it was dumped in a lot of leagues. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Garrett Wilson, man, it's, it's a, it's a tough opponent. It really is. The Seahawks are surprisingly very tough against wide receivers this year, but I'm not sitting Garrett Wilson. How do you feel about that? Chris, but you're not sitting Garrett Wilson was your last statement, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's a bit of a bold call. I get. I get. I mean, it. where are you putting him as a flex? If, if I uh, maybe a, a flex to wide receiver too. You know, like he's been I, good. I mean, like um, I, there was just there was a lot of guys that was like really obvious starts, and then there was a lot of guys of no starts. So I was I just mean, like, far be it for me to be a pot calling the kettle black when when I'm touting the return of Mike uh, White for uh, uh, Zonovan Knight's prospect. So yeah, I think uh-huh. we're banking on Mike White. I mean, we're not we're not gonna say Mike White's gonna go out there and score thirty fantasy points and play like Joe Montana, but we're saying he's gonna buoy the Jets. I'm saying that. The... <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert: We found out his sleeper of the week. You know, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think we're 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 banking on something we've seen happen uh, enough in a relatively small sample size. To be fair, that uh, yeah. Oh yeah. oh. My second to last fave five of the evening is one that I thought I would never use again this year or maybe for the rest of his career. Cam Akers versus the Chargers. What the F, Cam Akers? Cam was the RB1 last week with 147 total yards, three touchdowns, and 33.7 fantasy points, and he did that versus a very good Denver defense. He gets a much better matchup this week versus the Chargers. Over his last four games, he's had over 60 yards, I'm sorry, over 60 total yards three times and 100 yards twice to go along with six touchdowns over that four-game span. The Chargers rank eighth worst in fantasy points per game given up to RBs and have given up the seventh most rushing yards on the season. They also rank 31st in rushing yards 
per game and 26 in rushing touchdowns per game allowed to the running back position. Now the Rams O-line continues to be decimated, but the fact he pulled off what he did last week versus the Broncos and the fact that uh, Duran James has been suspended for this game, for this matchup, oh, really? bodes well for Cam to have another great day. I like him as a low-end RB2 this week. Oh, and food for thought. If you have Bam Knight and K-Makers on the same team, how about how about the Bam Cam show? Or just Bam Cam with a picture of Bam I Bam think, from I the like, Flintstones. I like Cam Bam. You like Cam Bam better than Bam Cam? Is that just to be different than me? No, I think it rolls off the tongue better. I think it does too, actually. <laughs> Cam Bam. Cam Bam. Cam Bam. Anyway. Cam Bam. Not a bad. I, I think I think you're looking at the overall stats for the Broncos rushing defense, but since they got rid of Bradley Chubb, that their rush defense has gone down the toilet. So they've been pretty bad against the run like the last like month. Right. It was also 147 total yards, so some of that was through the air, and he did score three touchdowns. I mean, they're not like yeah, no, worst. dude. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything yeah. away from Cam Akers. Like it's just that that the Broncos. I'm not trying to take anything away from what you said because, like, Cam Makers definitely did that. It's just like I think we all need to remember, maybe going into next year, if the Broncos don't do anything for their defensive line, how, ineffe how, how how ineffective right. they were against the run towards the end of this year. You know, so but I mean, numbers. to be clear, also, I mean, you make a good point. Yeah, they need to do something to shore up their front seven, but he's a linebacker. He's a pass rushing linebacker. I get it. So he's as good of, as a he's as good as a defensive lineman, but he's a tad undersized to be a legit defensive end. He rushes the passer a ton. A lot of his stuff will come into play in terms, or did come into play in terms of getting to the passer as opposed to stopping the run. So I think that's more the middle of the D line. But yeah, still again, since Chubb has been gone, I mean, he still makes tackles at a great rate. It's still. Yeah, and it's still it, like you can you can you can draw that line of exactly like exactly Chub, post Chub, or like you know before maybe, Chubb left and after maybe, he left absolutely it's, absolutely maybe it's a little bit of leadership too a little bit of believing in themselves for goodness sakes having a oh yeah a, and then in the news the elite. Broncos fired their head coach Nathaniel Hackett and, oh, and yeah, that, Russell, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson is a steaming pile of garbage well that's the second one's not news but <laughs> anyway um uh yeah yeah no i think we said all we need to say uh where was i with sure. cam low end rb2 just as a reminder continue seems a little conservative but okay um i think saquon was my only rb1 i think saquon was my only rb top 12 guy this week everybody else has been yeah, whatever uh i think we're splitting hairs on that jerry judy uh, he is my next guy. The last time the Broncos faced the Chiefs, Jerry Judy scored three touchdowns. One of those touchdowns was thrown by Brett Rippian, who will not be playing this week. It will be this stupid. I'm going to start calling him Rust Wilson. Rippin. Rippin. <laughs> is that is it really? Yeah. Rippin. Like R-I-P-P-I-N. Rippin. You know, Chris, you say praline, I say praline. You say Rippin, I say Rippian. Well, I'm Let's old. call the whole thing off. I'm old, so I watched his uncle play or his dad? Uncle, I think. His dad's cousin's brother's roommate's sister-in-law's boyfriend. His name is Mark. <laughs> so what does that make them? Absolutely nothing. Oh, God. 
Swim space balls. Come on, dude. Um, you're no fun. Uh, anyways, uh, since coming back from injury, I've talked about this before. Jerry Judy is averaging nine targets, seven receptions, and about 84 receiving yards per game. Eh, not too bad. You know, uh, he's averaging almost a touchdown in that game span too. That comes with the caveat of those in the, within those three weeks, he scored three touchdowns in one of those weeks. So it's an average of one touchdown per game. Um, had Judy not missed those two games and, and played in three partials earlier this year, he would be solidly in the wide receiver two range. But right now I think he's at 25 or 28. Anyways, um, I think that's what Jerry Judy can be for, uh, for your team this week too. A solid wide receiver too. Um, and, and, and the Chiefs are giving up the seventh most points per game to wide receivers too. So that's uh, that's that's a nice that's a nice buoy to my uh, selection of Jerry Judy. <laughs> buoy Judy, big buoy Judy. I said that right. Hi. Are you saying? <laughs> Judy's got a big buoy. I think that's what I'm saying. I think that's what okay. you said. I'm just putting a thing on it. Where was I? I it's getting uncomfortable. My... Keep going. Get, start going. <laughs> I'm on my fifth final favorite five of the freaking evening. I'm going to give you a slash here. A Deonta Foreman slash Chuba Hubbard versus the Buccaneers. Another kind of tough defense on the ground there. Though the Buccaneers have been elite versus the run most of the season, but as of late, they have shown massive chinks in the armor. And the Panthers are a team hell-bent on running the ball, as evidenced by leading the league with 35 carries per game over the last three weeks. Both backs have been solid lately, though Foreman can be boomer bust, absolutely. Foreman is averaging 82.6 rushing yards and .33 rushing touchdowns over his last three, while Chubbard is averaging 97 total yards and .33 touchdowns over that same three-game span. I included the total yards for Chubbard because he's clearly the pass-catching guy for them. The Bucks have only given up six, that's the fourth fewest, six rushing touchdowns to running backs all year. But half of those have come in the past five games, including James Conner last week going off for 120 total yards and one touchdown. Now they did hold the Bengals, backs and check in week 15 but before that in week 14 McCaffrey went off for 153 total yards and two total touchdowns in week 14 I said that twice sorry so in summary the Bucks can be run on and the Panthers are running the ball a ton and pretty efficiently at that I see Foreman as a high-end flex slash low-end RB2 this week and Chuba as a low-end more of a desperation flex with plenty of PPR upside Chuba Shuba, my apologies. 1B. Uh, 1B. Um, my last guy is... I'm not really that confident on him because I don't know if Christian Watson is going to play. Um, if he doesn't play, it's going to be... I'm going to actually go with Romeo Dobbs over Alan Lazard. Um, anyways, uh, first time the Packers played the Vikings was way back in week one. Dude, that was like four months ago. Is that is that crazy? Three months yeah. ago. Yeah, it is great. Four, four, four months ago. Anyways, um, ah, Lazard didn't play in that game. Christian Watson got hurt in the middle of it, and Romeo Dobbs was still trying to get his sea legs out for uh, uh, underneath them, out from underneath them, underneath them. Um, 
But let's fast forward four months later, and Jeepers Dobbs has struggled to be consistent slash healthy. Lazard has been out there doing something. I'm not really sure what. And and Christian Watson is questionable with a hip injury. If these all these wide receivers were 100% healthy, this would solely be about Christian Watson because he's been the star receiving weapon for Green Bay this year, which was kind of to my counterpoint going into the season because I didn't think that Aaron Rodgers, I always want to call him Brett Favre, and I don't know why, because um, Aaron Rodgers is, has, doesn't have a big history with wide rookie wide receivers. Anyways, um, but since he is questionable, it, this is a really juicy matchup. Um, really juicy. The Vikings secondary is banged up and terrible. They've been getting the second most points to wide receivers, and that's the second most only to the Titans. Might be the most after this game here. Um, when you have wide receivers going up against the Vikings, Chris, you start them. Um, and let's be crystal clear on this. If Watson plays, he's the clear-cut number one. But if he doesn't, I'm going Dobbs over Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard has been the kind of the ghost out there, and I will take the upside of Dobbs if Watson doesn't go. So you're going Dobbs over Lazard if Watson doesn't go. I'm going a go. bit bold there. Yeah. We might talk about one of those guys later. Um, you yeah, did update us. Alan Lazard. Uh, you did update us on Watson at the beginning of the show, right? Yeah, I didn't practice today. Or yesterday. That's not a death nail, but... Uh, but tomorrow will be telltale sign. And, uh, yeah, man, again, we'll, we'll this, talk about it even later. Even then this year, man, people have uh, people have skipped all uh, an entire week of practice and ended up playing. Like, it's just... It's not the death nail it used to be. Let's put it that way. Um, My first tight end stream of the evening is Cole Kmet. Versus the Detroit Lions. He is 64% rostered. I included roster percent of both these guys. Because it's just it's tough to find a guy that's like, I don't know, less than 50. But I wanted to keep it respectable. That's why I only have one. <laughs> oh, you have one this week? Okay. Uh, again, 64% roster for Cole Komet versus the Lions. Komet uh, uh, has benefited from the absence of pass-catching weapons for the Bears the last couple of weeks. As a reminder, Chase Claypool oh, is questionable moody. with a knee. Uh, he was limited Thursday, uh, today, uh, which was his first return to practice since week 13. Equinomia St. Brown, questionable with a concussion, but also limited today. This would be his first return to practice since week 15. Uh, so. Yeah, but what about Byron Pringle? Yeah, I don't care about him. Komet. I don't uh, care about the uh, other two. <laughs> pardon me, I already read that part last couple of weeks uh and he has averaged a respectable six targets per game and 41.3 yards over the last three games and those last three games have come versus better defenses in the lions buffalo philly green bay the lions are sixth worst in fantasy points per game given up to the tight end position third worst in passing yard is surrendered on the year and have given up three tight end touchdowns over the last four weeks and to top it off Komet had his best game of the season versus the Lions in week 10 with 74 yards and two scores. He also I, say, I thought he had two touchdowns. Yeah, he also scored two touchdowns the week before that versus Miami. That clearly illustrates he can get on a hot streak versus bad tight end defenses. And with the other pass catching options likely not at 100%, I like Komet this week as a tight end one. 
I, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Good job. Thank you, sir. What you got? Well, I, really, you... I really wanted to make that. I should have made that. So, can we rewind that? And I can say it super sarcastically, but actually be sincere about it. Sure. Good job. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll just edit it uh, out. <laughs> oh, anyway, please give, uh, give my, us your, my, your copious amounts of tight end knowledge. My one tight end is because I had a very similar problem. Like, oh, I'm going to go with this guy. Oh, 65%. I'm going to go with this guy. Surely that he's more, he's less than 50%. Oh, 74%. Oh, what about mm -hmm. this guy? 80 something. I'm like, okay. Okay, but there's fine. still a we'll ton see. of guys ranked from like, I ranked, depending on how you would rank them, from the eight to like yeah, but, 15 that are, yeah, they're over 60, 65%, a lot of them, but you got to pick on, you got to pick those guys. Got to talk about no, it. No, I don't. No, no you don't. don't. You're right. Okay. So, you know, no, I pick, don't. God damn it. I'm just going ping, with Jelani Woods. He's going up against the Giants because oh, wow. you know why? Why the hell not? Who does he play I'm for? Assuming the Colts? Yes, I am assuming that if you are playing for something meaningful, you hopefully got picked up Darren Waller off the waiver wire, or David Njoku, maybe Greg Dulcich. But if you didn't, and you're feeling adventurous in your championship, maybe you're maybe you're playing for the runner-up. You know, maybe you're playing for third place, and you maybe you need Jelani Woods here. You know, he's getting the Giants. They're loving 11.3 points per game to the tight end position. Um, the problem is Mo Alley Cox who I'm not sure the Colt why the Colts keep rolling him out there other than the fact that he's just a giant put him man. on there to be like the biggest guy in the field apparently um he's a anyways. he's a he's a second or third string tight end and a second or third string offensive tackle <laughs> rolled right. into one um <laughs> But Jelani Woods has has had one good game under his very abbreviated rookie campaign, and with the Giants get, uh, which I believe that eleven point three is like fifth most points to the tight end position. Like, why not Jelani Woods? He's healthy, and the only problem is, is that his quarterback is Nick Foles. So, you know, but Nick Foles has utilized the tight end as well. Remember when Zach Ertz was in uh, Philly, you know, with Nick Foles? So, I'm not saying Jelani Woods is Zach Ertz. Maybe not yet. But Jelani Woods is also, you know, one of those like athletic freak dudes. Oh, for sure. So, for speaking of size, he's got plenty of size and speed. Also, he he's that's it. That's every player for the Colts. Yeah, right. That's every player for the Colts. like Jim Ursay just gets he, he gets a little excited when he sees guys over six foot six three. seven six seven two fifty three. That's a and monster of a man. Go play basketball. Yeah. Well, what and the I appreciate, hell? and he can run quite a bit better than uh, Mr. Moalikov. To be clear, yeah, he's, exactly. He's a bit more. Evan Ingram versus the Texans. He is sixty nine percent rostered. Nice. That's it. I was still surprised it was at that. In fact, that's why I picked him. I was like, what? sixty nine percent. I was like, he's in. He's nice. in the. He's in the. He's in the show. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not leaving this alone. If he should be like eighty percent. There's honestly. another guy that was definitely people were picking up off the of rosters and yeah. could be in the competition or the conversation for. Um, you know, like a league winner, like you don't come across oh, no, any tight ends that are. I don't quite go down that path here, but I, 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 I think I kind of echo your sentiment there. It's, it's, he's been really good, dude. Um, he's had uh four again, sixty nine percent rostered. He's had four top twelve finishes in a row the last four weeks, which makes him a tight end one, obviously, folks. Uh, and is double the tight end points in those four? Yeah, yeah, and double digit fantasy points too. Uh, uh, and is the tight end five on the season only seven point two points behind Mark Andrews? 
That says a lot about Andrews also. I'm just pointing out the fact that he's the tight end five. Because of one big week. No, I think he's had four tight end one finishes in a row. With one enormous week. Sure. So, I mean, Andrews hasn't had an enormous week. Don't you think there should be a knock against him? It works both I'm not ways. I'm saying that it isn't. I'm saying that it is. Now, the Texans are not a. <laughs> I don't know what I just said there. I'm just I think trying we to... disagreed there, but we went we went about it two different ways. <laughs> I'm just too used to disagreeing. You said tomato, I said potato. I'm saying you should take nothing away from Evan Ingram for having one huge week because he had the huge week. Take all you want away from Andrews for not having a huge week. Like it works both ways, is what I'm saying. I think we're saying the same thing. Okay, cool. Now the Texans are not a good tight end matchup. But... I'm just more right than you. <sighs> Now, the Texans are not a good tight end matchup, but they have given up the 11th most yards per game to tight ends over the last five weeks at 54 yards per game. Furthermore, when these two met in week five, Ingram managed to catch six of his 10 targets for another nice 69 yards. Now, Ingram plays half his snaps out of the slot, but when lined up at a traditional tight end position, he could draw Christian Kirksey in coverage, go Hawks, who has given up the ninth most yards in coverage among linebackers. Ingram should be a slam dunk tight end one again this week. And if, if he's out there, you sure. You have a chance to win, to win your $20 back. I'm not betting you cash, and I don't owe you $20. You owe me $20. I we never bet. $20. No, we clearly play the, play, the, play the show back. We did it on air. And by did it, I mean, don't, didn't do it on air. Uh, you said something a moment ago I wanted to touch on real quick uh, in terms of Ingram. I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, I was just going to say uh, that last example I threw out was week five. That was another time. I'm pretty sure it was a tight end one game off the top of my head. Uh, seems like ages ago, week five. I get it, but another solid game another thing to push him to tight end five on the year and two weeks to go or one week however the website does it anyway i'm super surprised by this guy like you said maybe a borderline league winner at least a playoff game winner maybe getting to yeah, playoff sure. getting to playoffs if you go back a couple more weeks he's been solid man okay my quarterback stream of the week is extremely obvious it's Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, uh, Dolphins yeah. Playing. He's he's had, uh, as I mentioned earlier, when I was talking about Tyreek Hill, he's had two starts in week four and six, and he averaged 17 and a half points per game in those two starts. Oh, the Pats are allowing 17.1 points per game to quarterbacks. Um, it's if you're streaming in Championship Week, like I mean, I suppose what it, what what you might be. Yeah, maybe maybe you only had two. I really hope you're not like. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had Tua, then just switch to his backup. Like, I mean, what other quarterback is out right now that you were really relying on that you really got to the championship with? And you can't maybe uh, Jalen Hurts. You can't say Lamar Jackson because he's been shooting people in the foot all year long. You know, like Hurts because he's. I said that. I said that. I, I'm. I'm quite. I'm asking. You said Hurts has been shooting people in the foot. No, Jamal, Lamar Jackson. Oh, my apologies. Understood, understood. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I doubt Goff is out there for folks. Um, 
No, he's too. He's like too, up to eighty rostered. Too much too. rostered. Yeah, and he should be. And he should be. To be fair, um, maybe Purdy's still out there. I don't think he's a heck of a much better start than than Teddy, given your analysis just then with the with the average points and what the pa uh, Patriots are giving up. Seventeen points is nothing to sneeze at in a championship game if you're borderline desperate at quarterback. But Purdy, I'd put in the same category at least, not necessarily above. Uh, I don't. <sighs> I don't think didn't, didn't Purdy have like a bad game last week, or is he? It wasn't great. For like uh, it was the last week or week before. It wasn't great for fantasy. To be fair, it was barely double. I think it was digits. last week, and they and he has like a kind of a rough man. Oh no, it's the Raiders. Never mind, huh? Yeah, that's why I was looking at that. And plus, I had heard some other analysis from him I about him. Gosh, I don't oh, know, man. That, that's is it. Is that he's? I don't know. I think. I think. I was thinking about this earlier. So Jimmy Garoppolo is not under contract going into next year, and. Brock Purdy's a rookie, and what's his face was also a rookie, wasn't he? Uh, Lance? Um, Last year. Yeah. Isn't this his second year? Uh, no. Yeah, this is his yeah, second year. It has to be his second yeah, year. Yeah, it is. It is. Because they were going to start him this year, and they were going to start him his yeah, second Purdy year. Purdy was okay last week. Okay. Huh. There was a reason why I didn't go with him, and I don't remember what it was. Um, I was just, I'm like, so they, they, the, I think the 49ers can usually look at Jimmy Garoppolo and be like, thanks for your service, dude. Oh, yeah. He's we're going to go with the, we're going to go with the kids. In, four weeks in a row, he's been solid. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That's a big enough sample size for your, me. Are you changing your streamer to Brock? Yeah, Brock? right. No, no, <laughs> not mine. I'm just, just giving the pushback yeah, on, on Purdy versus uh, a Teddy. I think it's real close. In fact, no, I, no, I, I, I would I probably agree with you. Yeah, in fact, I probably would go pretty over him. But no, mine is one. Oh, wait. No, I don't. You did a QB streamer. I thought mine we stopped doing one... quarterback streamers. God dang it. We didn't do any well, last week. We never. We never. Yeah, we did, actually. You did. Um, I didn't. We never actually agreed on three it, weeks so I just row. put him in there. <sighs> well. I'm, I'm making up for lost time when I didn't have any sleep. So, no, I'm not changing my quarterback stream of the week because I don't have a quarterback stream of the week. I'm well, inserting Brock Purdy. No, Brock Purdy. You easy, underachieved. No, as it's, easy you, as pie. You, no, you underachieved it. by communicating poorly because we agreed upon it three I'm weeks ago. I'm a great ago. communicator. <sighs> Sleeper. You never agreed to it. Is Alan Lazard versus the Vikings. Good when we're even. Alan Lazard versus the Vikings. As mentioned earlier, Fish Watching has yet to practice this week. Lazard, while struggling at times and not seizing the opportunity while Watson was out before and has still been somewhat consistent. Lazard has seen over six targets three times in his last five games and 11 targets twice, including last week with Watson leaving in the third quarter. Even if Watson goes, I'm sticking by my sleeper because quite frankly, drink, I can't, I'm out. <laughs> the Vikings are one of, if not the worst passing defense in the entire league. They, uh, meaning the Vikings, are second worst in fantasy points per game given up to the wide receiver position, dead last in passing yards rendered, all while allowing the second most yards per game and most receptions per game to the wide receiver position. And in terms of Watson playing or not, the Vikings have allowed at least two wide receivers to top 65 yards in four of their last five. Lazard should be in your flex spot if you need a spot start in this Championship week, and okay. he's in my. I don't have a sleeper. I don't have a sleeper player this week, Chris. But I have a hail mary player this week. Oh boy, and deeper than Lazard or Purdy or. 
uh-huh. or, or uh, Teddy. Uh-huh. He is only 12% rostered. Um, and and I put it as a Hail Mary player because I thought that, like, CeeDee Lamb would have about 30 fantasy points right now. You know? And so it was just like, hey, if you went up against it, and this was also wrote this before Derrick Henry was out, too. Ah. So, and Tony Pollard and all that. So I was like, hey, if you went up, if you are in the hole big time in championship week, here's a guy that maybe you could start as kind of a, well, you're already, you're already behind the eight ball. Might as well shoot for the fence sort of thing. That is Kendrick Bourne for the new England Patriots. Mm. It sounds like crap. It smells like crap. It might even <laughs> taste like crap, Chris, <laughs> but it's Kendrick LeBourne. It's Kendrick. I, LeBourne. Le, LeBourne. Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, French. I was thinking Kendrick Lamar, but uh, anyways, it's Kendrick Bourne. Uh, like I said, he's only 12% available, but he just dropped a 21.9 fantasy points game last week versus the Bengals. This week, he's going up against the very average Dolphins. They're giving up the 17th most points per game to wide receivers. And this could potentially end up as a shootout or as much as a shootout that McCorkle Jones and Teddy Bridgewater can actually launch against each other. So in case of emergency, break Kendrick Bourne. Like it. Like it. Or in case of Kendrick Bourne, break emergency. However you want to look at that. I got it. That's all I got. We have been amazing fantasy football. I am Josh, and over there is the sea salt of my caramel. Chris. Chris. And uh. we are we are not <laughs> doing the Sunday stream anymore for the rest of the season. And but we do have um, a new thing starting next week. We'll, we'll maybe be switching nights, maybe? Question mark. We did because last the season's year in the offseason. Effectively over and uh yeah. yeah. Don't play, don't play, and don't play fantasy in week eighteen. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, we didn't touch it, on so that just tonight. So I, but, so I just, uh, I just roll with it. I'm like, I don't know. Another, if you want to keep playing, it's another week of fantasy football. But hey, man, I get why. I just, I'm, I don't know. I don't quite get the absolute hatred for it. I guess, but I understand why people do it. But some people are like, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. I'm like, if someone wants to do it, then whatever. It's an extra week of fantasy football. Anyways, we've mm-hmm. been amazing fantasy football. I am out. Good luck, everyone. Good luck.